This one's for you, buddy. This is the Go Mode Podcast. My name is Tim. I'm Dante. And I am not Herpy Durfy. That's right. Thank you all so much for joining us. It is another dynamic duo day. We've got the uh, U.S.-based team here with you on this particular episode. Herf, unfortunately, had some computer issues. Literally cannot even plug in headphones right now with this current situation. Yeah. So, um, Super yeah. unfortunate. Very unfortunate. So, Herf, we love you. We miss you. Uh, but I'm sorry, but I'm not editing that audio where you just have us coming through your laptop speakers and then you're talking through the inborn <laughs> mic on the laptop. I just I don't think I'm going to be able to, to pull that one off. Uh, and, you know, it's, I think it's nice for each of us to kind of take one off every now and then. You know, sure. I had mine a couple couple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, a little sabbatical. Everybody can uh, give a nice salute to Herf's computer that has served him well. I'll let him talk more about it when he's back. But uh, his computer has officially bit the dust. And I, th- I think he has a new one on the way. But uh, eight or so years, I think, is what he got out of one computer, which is is kind of longer than most people keep computers, you know, these days. So, um, yeah, when when I when he said that, I'll I'll tell you what, it definitely spooked me because my computer is, I think, just about that old, if not maybe a little bit older. So, I mean, and, you know, my hard drive did crap out. <laughs> what was that, like less than a year ago? So yes. I think that's perfect evidence that pretty much all of those components are on their last legs. Uh, so let this serve as a warning to me. That's that's what I'm going to take it as. I mean, and, uh, yeah, Herf shared his, his new build, and it, it looks like it's going to be pretty nice. I mean, you so. should be able to have like a, a backdoor to get some new hardware, right? Mm-hmm. Literally a backdoor into the warehouse where I work because I work for a computer hardware company. Um, but, you know, you got to be real careful about those exchanges. Oh, I meant, I, <laughs> you know? I meant legally. I didn't mean like taking it. I meant like just being like, right, I need right, right, this. Right. Like how much money? <laughs> That's basically the care that I mean is, you know, the legal way not to just wander <laughs> back there and take it kind of way. Which, of course, I would I would uh, not do. Uh, so with that, uh, we actually have a fair amount of news this time. So I think we're probably going to have our plates full talking through everything we've got on our list here. First thing we're going to talk about is the main tournament, which had another update in Discord not too long ago where they updated some of their original information and added quite a bit more info to the original announcement. So let's dig into that. Of course, you can check the description of this episode for a link to the ALTTPR 2023 main tournament rules page. It's actually a Word document. So we'll put that in the description if you want to follow along. But here are some of the highlights. So the first thing uh, right up top is they are now looking at a start date of April 2nd, which is one week later than they had originally estimated. No problems there. You know, I'd definitely rather, you know, delay and have everything completely sorted out than get into it too quickly. So I think that's totally fine. Uh, We also have our modes announced. We had predicted that all of the qualifiers would have the same mode. That is not the case. And we'll unpack that in a moment. Uh, But the five modes we'll be seeing starting in qualifiers and going all the way through the brackets, we have open with a hard item pool. And maybe we can look into what exactly that means in this instance, since I know there's a lot of those. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have standard boots, Inverosia, MC boss, which is map compass boss and fad keys. Those are going to be our five modes. So definitely familiar list. Uh, Quite a few of those we've seen in other tournaments recently. Um, 
Dancy, where do you want to go from here? Do you want to get into these modes? Do you want to just like keep trucking on? What, what do you think you want to talk about next? There's, here? there's a lot to unpack. So like, yeah. um, I, I guess let's, let's talk about modes. It's probably like the least controversial thing to talk about. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. Open hard. I'm, I'm assuming based off what I've, I've briefly glanced at the document. Um, I'm assuming that is the same hard pool that we saw last main tournament. Um, so, uh, because I'm looking at something like 48 heart pieces, four heart containers. So it's either something, it's either exactly the same or something very similar. Um, mm-hmm. Standard boots is a little awkward for me. Uh, I, I read that and was like, why did they misspell casual boots? <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm, I'm learning that I think it is randomized weapon and not a starting sword. So it's not casual boots. Um, mm. my, my personal take is why, but uh you know, uh, I think I think it'll be interesting that I'll be curious to see, like, what people's bragging rights are going to be as far as like, hey, I had this item with boots and my escape time was this. You know, everyone loves to talk mm. about how fast they get through escape. Can you get the sub five minute in uh, casual boots? So, yeah, you know, standard boots with a randomized weapon. You know, there's going to be some more interesting strats. Uh, bombs obviously are on a timer, so there's not too much you can do with that. Um mm. Mick Boss coming back, I think, is uh, interesting. Uh, it, okay. it adds some it, it's very it was very jarring to me watching this last year as a viewer. And granted, I played absolutely zero of these. They look fun, but it was jarring because when I play Enemizer or any form of it, I kind of expect all of it to be enemized, not just the boss. But that, that again, that is just my whole take. Uh so this will be some, you know, if I participate this year and play this, that's going to be some adaptation I have to do uh, to, you know, just make sure, you know, find your compasses and and your maps and, and check them when you get into a dungeon. If you have that opportunity, because it's very easy to get if you're not experienced with it, I think it is easy to get lulled to sleep. And then suddenly you're like, oh, hey, surprise, I can't kill this boss. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the maps and compasses that you're collecting the compasses tell you the boss of the dungeon when you're mm-hmm. in it, right? Yeah, you have to go yeah. into the map, and then when you when you're on the map, there's like a little icon that they've added on you know the boss floor or whatever. Uh, yeah, switching switching up, you know, Inverosia, the in the inverted flute starting flute keys from last year, uh, we're over in Inverosia now. I'm okay with this, mm-hmm. you know. I, I had no strong feelings about. Um, the old way. Uh, I have no strong feelings about this. I think it's a fun way to have an inverted variant uh, in the tournament. So uh, I'm sure I haven't been, I've not been checking the discord for literally my mental health. So I'm assuming there's some <laughs> folks complaining. Uh, my assumption is there are folks complaining that it's not, you know, uh, the the f- starting flute version from last year, but, uh, and I'm sure there's some people like big Dunka who are happy that it's Ambrosia. <laughs> so, um, and then, yeah, well, Sure, it's bringing somebody happiness, and oh, that's yeah. the important thing. And then fad keys no, uh, or, or their variant of it. So this is like uh, a little different than the league's fad keys that were was in the season before this past one. So uh, instead of just the CT smalls being vanilla, you do have that, but you also have the GT big guaranteed to be in Ganon's Tower. I kind of like that change a little bit. Um, it uh, it kind of helps out a bit. Now you could still find, you know, pendant progression items and keys, I guess, and big keys inside GT. So it doesn't completely eliminate GT from having your progression in this, in this case. 
So uh, <laughs> I, I think it'll be an interesting set of modes. I'm more so impressed that we are getting qualifiers with all of the modes instead of yeah. one. Uh, yeah. So I guess, yeah, let's get into that a little bit. The reason that they're able to do that is because they have set up a new system in which async qualifiers will be possible. Now they're going to do this by uh, employing Sahasrabot on Discord. Basically, that's going to be like the seed generator and timekeeper for all of this. You know, it's all being recorded in Discord on this bot. So that's how they're able to make it possible. But essentially, we've got this two week qualifier period from April 2nd to the 16th in which you'll need to complete five seeds, one of each game mode, and that determines your qualifying score. So, uh, I believe after reading it, kind of skimming the document there, it's not like everyone gets the same seed over this two weeks. There is a variety of seeds that you might get. So you don't know if you're playing the same seed as anybody else, really, you know, so that it kind of helps with the I, I think, you know, from what I read in the language, a lot of the changes they were trying to make were in terms of eliminating the stress of a large race, which we've talked about a few times, how that's so different than a one-on-one. It's something I kind of enjoy. I definitely will admit that it's stressful. Uh, The good news uh, on top of all of this is with these async qualifiers that they're allowing people to do, there's also going to be five live qualifiers. So if you're like me and you kind of are looking for an opportunity to race with everyone in the community, there are exactly five times when that's going to happen one for each of the game modes they're mostly saturdays they're all on saturdays and sundays throughout april um at like generally you know midday type times um so that's what i wanted to ask you was your personal opinion like because i think what was it last episode you were talking about looking forward to looking forward to some prescribed rando the group races where you can kind of set aside the time so does, do the asyncs kind of take away some of that excitement for you um, or or now do you feel or uh, just answer that first, I guess, because I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of like I kind of want to do these live ones, but I'm basically going to sign away, you know, two full weekends uh, to, to do them if I want to. Yeah. So just looking at the times for me and and thinking about, you know, having thought about your question a little bit already, you know, over the course of the day today, I will probably try to join the standard boots one since there's not kind of as much mentality going on with that. Like it's more of a kind of standard mode that I feel Mm -hmm. like I can wrap my head around. I will probably set aside time for during the async weeks to do the Invrosia and the fad keys and probably the McBoss as well. Um, based on the times that are available for the group races and just the fact that I can choose times that work for me, sit down, you know, not like first thing in the morning or super late at night uh, and, and really concentrate and focus. And as far as this being prescribed Brando, I think even with the async, it still is, or I, I still feel, okay. I feel well, that same good. kind of like, yeah, exactly. Um, that same sort of responsibility. So that is good. I'm excited for, you know, an excuse to schedule some rando. Um, but also I'm excited to do another big group race. And, you know, I think if I was really concerned primarily with how I do, I would go for all async because I think I probably will perform better. But maybe it's just like for nostalgia's sake, I want to get in another one of those big sure. races. I just think it'll be a fun time, you know. So, yeah, I, that's where um, I'm at. 
I'm a little concerned. So this is my and maybe this is so maybe this is in the rules doc. Again, I haven't read it fully, so I'm I'm gonna kind of talk out of my butt here and you know, crucify me later. I'm a little concerned about these asyncs being in pods. And I I think it's good for security reasons. Uh, I think it's bad for scoring reasons. So I kind of get the feel like the feeling uh, that the async scores as a whole might be higher. Like, I'm not sure what the threshold is going to be, like if it's a top five thing. So, like, let's say, you know, 100 people do the async for open hard. Right. Then. You know, how many seeds are there? Are there five? That means if there's five, it's probably like 20 people per. So you're only getting 20 people in a race, which would be really, really low for a qualifier. And then where does your top five come in? Like what happens if your powerhouse players all do the live one and then all of your like I'm not I'm not going to name names like you just do like weaker players all get in like a full pod like together. And I'm not sure if they have something like, I guess they'd have to have a ranking system to actually do something with that. But my thought would be like that luck of the draw, like you could have someone scoring a hundred like very easily. And in a group race, maybe they would be scoring like 70 to 80. And you know, that's not a knock against anybody, but it's something that's kind of crossed my mind. And I'm, I'm going to just go with good faith and assume that, you know, a lot of people, uh, I'm going to put a bookmark there and say a lot of people in the past have been worried about like asyncs and cheating. And I'm going to assume that the scoring and the security of it is something that the admins and the technology side have thought through. And I'm going to go in with a positive attitude that that is all handled, (laughs) but it's definitely crossed my mind on this. Um, I'll say that from the racing council side, none of us have been told like this is what to expect. And I think that's a good thing because as we're as participants as well, potentially we don't need to know what to expect with that as far as the security stuff. So I'm hoping I'm hoping it's all on the up and up and I'm going to I'm going to go in blissfully smiling that it is and uh, and just hope that nothing bad comes of it. Yeah. So and of course, you know, have reading all of this. The earlier today, I'm just thinking like, oh, wow, it's so much more convenient. Really cool. They're offering this. I hadn't even considered the idea of cheating and, you know, security. Uh, so I'm really glad you brought that up because, uh, you know, I'm just like totally oblivious over here. But that is extremely important to consider just to make sure I understand is is this um are you concerned that someone could download the seed and take a few tries at it, figure out where everything is and then record themselves playing um, it? Is no, that is that a possibility? I'm going to assume that they're going to have timestamps of when you get the seed delivered to you. And then you kind of have like a ballpark time that you have to finish within. Like, you have yeah, to it says 12 hours. OK. Okay, twelve hours. I was thinking like three. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got, I, I pulled up the rules while you were talking there, so I can help fact help us fact check a little bit. Okay, that is what I see. Unless there's something additional uh, with that, it looks like from the time Sahabat says go, yeah, you have twelve hours to complete your race and click finish. Okay, so yeah, like, and I, I think that would kind of be if you took the full twelve hours and then you posted this like ungodly great time. I kind of feel like they're going to question that, like even with the video like that, that that's just that's that's the skeptic in me. Um, you know, I, 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 I'd have to go through the full process and see. Uh, 
I, I personally, I'm I'm still in the boat of do I want to enter? And it has nothing to do mm-hmm. with the qualifiers. It has nothing to do with the asyncs. Um, you know, that's a completely separate topic. I uh, I don't know. I had I had FOMO hard last year, like not entering. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I knew that it was the right decision with the, where I was in my life at that point. And I'm kind of in that situation again. Like I'm not like my wife hasn't told me you can't enter this, but I I don't know if I should. But I I, I kind of want to. I would really like to. Um, I, w- I would like to go in as as a player who's won this tournament. I would like to go in and give people the opportunity to beat me. I probably will be beaten. Um, I would like to you know just go ahead and get that monkey off my back, so to speak. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Instead of like, oh, he's the guy who won it and he hasn't entered it anymore. So, um, yeah. 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 That's tough because people are always like, oh, you know, you, sh- you should have quit while you were on top. But then people also want you to come back and I'll give them an opportunity to beat you, you know. So, like, you're, you're damned if you do, damned if you right. don't, in and my opinion. It's, it's also like being on top, quote unquote, in randomizer. It's 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 a randomizer. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's just be thankful you had a lucky streak, which, you know, is kind of how I view it. And. Um, you know, as well as playing well. So I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Like, even if it is watching and or playing uh, five very interesting, varied modes, I'm very much for this. Let's play different modes. Let's not play the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over again till yeah. the end of time. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it and I'm hoping it's a success. I kind of, like I said, I kind of want to do the live ones. But man, I can't wait. I haven't had that conversation. I can't wait to tell my wife, hey, uh, especially mm-hmm. that Saturday the 15th, I am doing nothing but playing Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> There's two of them that day, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. So so let's let's go back to the rules. There's a couple more things I wanted to make sure that we mentioned here. Um, just to go back to what we were talking about before with people cheating, you know, straight up cheating, like reading a seed and seeing what's where and then replaying the seed. I'm just going to put that out of my mind. I I, I don't have the mental energy to try to think whether or not people are doing that. And I just prefer to live in a world where I'm not worried about that. And so that's what I'm going to do. Like you said, I trust that the mods and and the admins of this tournament have something in place where they can detect some, some, you know, furry for lack of a better word. I would say that the, the healthy attitude to have here, and maybe this is because this is the, attitude I'm having with it is that know that in any given race that could happen. But if you dwell on that, then that, that thought is going to become pretty toxic to your own self um, and your own mental state as far as playing and how you view the game, how you view, uh, you know, other competitors. So, you know, I would say just don't be, you know, ignorant of the, of the thought, but also don't dwell on it because when you do, like I said, it's just going to be very bad for you more so than it is for someone else. If, if someone does it, I'm pretty sure. Like if something were to happen, uh, we've seen in the past it's happened and they got caught. So that's yeah. that's what I'm that's kind of how I'm viewing it. Yeah, that's that's well said. So we'll we'll set that aside. Um, I did want to clarify. So something that's kind of interesting about these asyncs is you cannot stream yourself playing them the seeds are meant to be kept a secret because someone could be watching you stream and then they go do it, you know, two days later and they get the same seed and now they know where everything is. So you do have to, uh, you have to create a video locally on your computer, on your device, and then upload that to an unlisted YouTube. That's what they prefer. I'm mm-hmm. sure you could do like Google Drive or Vimeo or, you know, whatever else. It's just that YouTube's probably going to be the easiest. Yeah. Um, 
So, you know, a little bit, a little bit of change might take a little bit of getting used to, but I think it's all fairly straightforward. Um, and certainly, you know, a compromise I'm willing to make in order to be able to have this freedom, you know, so sure. I, I think that's fine. Just to make sure we clarified that here. I do also see there is a VOD review team that admins and leaders are a part of. And they noted here that they will not take part in the VOD review process until uh, they have confirmed submitted five qualifying races. So in other words, they're done with their qualifiers before they start reviewing other people. So they have nothing to gain from like saying, you know, from making sort of yeah. any judgment against another person. Yeah. So they put that in a yellow text that's very hard to read, but uh, we got through it. <laughs> um Let's see. And then this is the last thing I think that we want to go over here, um, as far as I can tell, at least for now, for today. Each runner will be given one opportunity to reattempt one game mode, rolling a new qualifier seed in that game mode. It's intended to allow for instances of hardware failure or something beyond the runner's control. But in order to allow for this, we have to make one reattempt available to all participants, is what they say. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. I mean, they I, the reason that it's there is for technical issues, but... They basically have conceded there's no reason not to take advantage of it if you just had a really bad run of one of the qualifiers. You can essentially redo it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what I'm that's what I'm reading. It doesn't sound like that's discouraged. Yeah, and um I'm trying to check this. It it also looks like yeah, your score is going to be calculated from all five qualifiers. So um, you, no throwaways like there has right. been in the past. Yeah. So this is still allowing you to potentially have a throwaway, but it doesn't, you know, the thing to take note is like, let's say you play one, you had a really bad seed, then you can still, from what I understand, you can still utilize it. But if you have an even worse seed, you're, you're basically saying, I'm going to risk this score and throw it away to take whatever this next one is. And then that's, there's no, yeah. no take backsies after no that. No takesies backsies. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I kind of like that. I will say that, um, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of, you know, you know, if, if my stuff crashes, that's on me. Um, you know, even yeah. if it is out of my control, like power outage or something, it's like, whatever life happens, it sucks. But uh, I, I'm, I'm appreciative that they are having something in this case for those qualifiers, especially since like a power outage in a live qualifier when the when the highest and the lowest scores were removed. Um, you could just say, all right, well, I'm going to write that one off. That's my drop. But now with, yeah. with no drops, uh, I think it's it's good to have this because this is going to. It's going to keep the admins happier <laughs> because <laughs> that's it's going important. to keep that the is players absolutely happier. Absolutely important. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Um, the other thing is, you know, let's say your third seed, you just absolutely, uh, you know, you died to the same boss three times in a row. You're just super tilted. You're you're doing everything wrong. You're like, oh, I want to play that one again. You replay it. You get a better time. That's great. Fourth seed, your console crashes. Now, what do you do? Mm -hmm. You know, so I think that's another point towards, yes, you can redo one if you just aren't satisfied with your time, but you have now lost your ability to be able to turn in your technical failure right. redo chip. So you the, know? the other thing is, is keep in mind, and I know you know this, but for, for everyone who may not be thinking everything through here, uh, just because the time is the same or better doesn't mean your score will be better. Uh, mm. mainly because if it's a jetty or seed, there's the chance that more people finish faster. So if let's say mm. you 
you got like a scored like a 70 on this one race with like an hour 50. You know, it was the standard boots or something. And then you want to do it again. And the next seed, you got an hour 40. I improved. Well, well, did you? Because what if the average is like around 120? Now your score might be a little worse. Uh, so that that's another thing just to keep in mind because um, it will vary seed to seed. Scoring is not like a consistent like you got an hour and a half. Therefore, yeah, you know, 90 points. Yeah, right. Very good point. Yeah. So um, I think ultimately to, to kind of put a cap on that, I think the retry, I, I would truly leave it to be for technical difficulties until my fifth seed is turned in. And I'll probably leave the hardest version as my fifth one and then maybe redo it if that doesn't go sure. my way or if, if I like really am disappointed with my performance on that one. So very interesting. I, I like that rule. Um, you know, the spirit of it is great that, you know, it always feels bad when you have a technical difficulty and it causes you to have a poor ranking as a result. So this, you know, speaks to that, which I think is great. Um, there are some other things, but uh, that is pretty much it for the qualifiers. We can maybe do group and brackets, you know, once that's more relevant when we're kind of there. Uh, but yeah, was there anything else with the qualifiers you wanted to touch on? I was, I was really uh, fascinated kind of reading through all of this as it came out today. No, it seems... Um seems pretty good i yeah i I like i I want to say this up front i commend the admin team for doing something different i was one of the people who did complain about having to make sure i got x number of qualifiers in and then it was always a stressful time staying up late getting up early you know making time with work just to try to get five to fit into my personal schedule so kudos to them for doing this trying this you know i i i guess i i I probably opened this by, you know, with my concerns and that sounded more like I'm just being a negative person about it entirely because, you know, that's what we like to do in this community sometimes is be <laughs> negative. But I, I honestly do want to say that I respect this a lot and that I I want it to be very successful. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a good note to end on. Huge shout outs to the admins for I know this took a lot of work to develop, to write up the rules around it. Think think of all the what ifs and all that. And, you know, listening to people's number one complaint, which is it's hard to get five qualifiers in and then totally changing the game around it, making it easier like this is is extremely impressive. So awesome. Well, uh, yeah, I am really looking forward to both those async qualifiers and the live ones, uh, but they are a little bit of time from now. So we'll check back in on those in a couple episodes, I think. Uh, Next up, we have that version 31.1 alpha update that we talked about a couple episodes ago. Maybe it was last episode? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was two episodes ago. Two, 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 yeah. Two episodes. Well, it is now officially live. It's been pushed to the main website, alttpr.com. So now if you download, generate a seed from there, you're getting one of these 31.1s. We already kind of covered most of what that updated. There was, you know, just some minor things here and there. The font's got lowercase characters now, mm-hmm. um, some other things. But there were a couple of things we didn't want to touch on that I wanted to get into now. The first was the addition of a new mode. Uh, and maybe we did talk about this and I just totally forgot. But I think it was added after we announced or we like it was announced. And then this mode was added to the, the alpha for people to test. I don't think it was hand in hand um, that, you know, 
I think we did not cover it is what I'm saying. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel like I would remember that, but sometimes I'm really bad with that. So I always have to like put an asterisk there. Uh, but this Ganon hunt mode, it's essentially, I think to kind of distill it down into a, a single sentence pitch, it's Triforce hunt with an added Ganon battle at the end after you found all of the pieces that were required. Right. Because mm-hmm. usually Triforce Hunt, you get your last piece, you go to that sign that's out, out front of the castle tower and you're done. This time you get all the Triforce pieces you need. Now you need to go find Ganon and kill him. He's not vulnerable until you've gotten all those pieces. So that could require more um, more items for you to actually be done because you might have all of your Triforce pieces, but you don't have the items required to kill Ganon. So now you have to look around a little bit more. Um and uh, yeah, I think this is this is interesting. So I'll just go ahead and spoil it right now. I think for the biweekly seed, this would be a perfect mode to roll yeah, out. That's, so we can that's what I was people... thinking, too. I was trying to see how to generate one really quick so we could <laughs> uh, we could do that. Yeah. So we'll we'll definitely have a Ganon hunt uh, seed for everyone to try out as the biweekly this week. So uh, be on the lookout for that. There was one other thing, uh, and we probably just totally skipped over this before, but I, I noticed it today and wanted to just bring it up real quick. The 100 and 300 rupee items have been promoted to the nice item pool. Nice. Uh, and we talked about that in um, examining the logic. I think part two might have been part one, uh, you know, a million episodes ago. Um, but what it means for it to be a nice item is it won't be used while pre-filling Ganon's tower with junk items, and it won't be as easily removed from the item pool when Triforce pieces are added, uh, you know, like in the Ganon hunt we were just talking about. So mm-hmm. what that means is it makes it more likely to find 100 and 300 rupees earlier on in the seed in the game. And I just thought that was like kind of an interesting, very slight change to the overall topography of how you approach a seed, it's now a little bit easier to get money in the early game when you need it for things like Zora and, you know, bottle merchant and things like that. So I don't know. I mean, when you hear that, does it make you want to change the way that you approach any modes at all? Or is it just kind of a little like, Oh, that's neat. It's more of a, it's neat. I, you know, with knowing that, Zora, like the money has never been a logical implication for that item or, you know, or for pod, mm-hmm. then it's just, if it shows up, it shows up. If it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, so be it. Like, that's just kind of how I think everyone's going to play it uh, unless they're really trying to read a little too much into it. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't, I could never see myself changing my strategy per se, but I do feel like it's useful to know that there is a slightly higher likelihood. I don't know how much, you know, that would Mm -hmm. be another thing that would be interesting to try to figure out, but there is a little bit more of a likelihood that you'll be able to get some money early on. And maybe that causes you to do Zora or do something you might not have done. So sure. Interesting. All right. So moving on, uh, we had a very quick notification or announcement, I should say from our racing council news channel in the main discord from uh our very own dante do you want to just summarize what that was and then i'll ask my follow-up question yeah um so first off like just a little bit of housekeeping if you have an analog pocket it is legal to race with that like if you've hacked it and have like the the snes core i believe i i I don't remember it because i'm not going to race on mine uh so i'm going to literally pull this up we're doing it live uh, racing council. <laughs> this is what my question is about really is this analog pocket thing. But, yeah. There's an open uh, FPGA continue. core uh, of SNES that you can run on it. Um, 
and that is race legal. So I guess if that's if that's where your question lies, then yes, hit me, hit me yeah. with it. Okay, yeah. So I just we did a uh, episode again. It was quite a while ago at this point, but we talked all about playing rando on the go and what is the easiest way to do that. And at the time, I don't think this analog pocket came up. Maybe it wasn't a thing yet. Maybe it didn't exist. But this is very much a way to play rando when you're in transit, you know, Mm -hmm. on a subway or on a plane or anywhere, you know, probably not great for racing because you would have to stream, you know, in that situation. But um, what is this analog pocket? I'd I'd never heard of it before. So uh, analog obviously is the company that, you know, most people get, you know, they get their super NT from, Uh, you know, they've been they're known for making remaking i guess a lot of old consoles like in some way shape or form uh and they they, this has been out for over a year now um i'm not sure how far the mods have gone with it but with um like i I didn't get mine until recently i know some of the devs didn't get theirs until recently which is they they finally got to test this out and they basically signed off Mm -hmm. to the council and said hey by the way if people want to race on this and for people who may not understand like how do you race on a handheld well it does have a docking station that you can buy and does HDMI out. So you could throw it to a capture card and you could play on it. Um, would I say this is the easiest way to play on the go? It's yes, but if you have one, uh, mm, right. yeah, getting one, true. getting one is one, not the easiest thing to do. I think there's like a lead time of almost a year uh, if you order <laughs> one. And then also, cause I know it, it was over a year before I got mine. Um, the other thing would be, it's not really something a lot of people are going to want. Uh, I'll be honest because I got a steam deck, like right at the same time, you know, I didn't know my Mm. pocket was coming when I bought that steam deck. (laughs) Uh, it, it, I haven't used it that much. I've used it some, you know, uh, it's been nice to kind of just play some old retro games, like really quick, just boot it up, lay on the couch and play something that I don't really care too much about. Uh, so, you know, if you have one or you're thinking about buying one and it, it might be useful for you, but I would not say, you know, if you are looking for the ultimate rando on the go experience, mm. I would not say invest the money. Personally, I would not suggest someone invest the money in this just for that one thing. But, you know, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Yeah. So I guess this is timely just in that this announcement came up about the devs informing the racing council that the analog pocket SNES open FPGA core is viable for racing. Mm-hmm. But like you said, the technology has been out for a while to me is brand new. So for a lot of people are probably just like, uh, yeah, Tim, no, no duh. But for anyone who wasn't yeah. aware, um, I did want to mention this cause it, it's pretty cool. Of course you still can't track that is, of course, one of the main issues. Yeah, you can't auto track. And, you know, if you're on the go, like you've got to do it all in your head. Like right. unless you've got like your phone to, to your track phone, or something. Yeah, exactly. So uh, but anyways, I just thought that was neat. I, I might look into one of these and, and maybe it's something worth investing in or uh, putting down money so I can get it in a year. <laughs> I guess yeah. it sounds like is probably my best bet. The, but, uh, um, the other part yeah. of the announcement that we had, which was a little more important, um, we had uh, Spleeby. Uh, actually talk to us and ask if we could clarify um, when to dot done on a ped seed. And I, I I said, you know, we we could talk, you know, we'll talk about it. And we started discussing and my thought was, I thought everybody knew it's on last input. And Mm. that was, and what I learned from talking to people and polling random people, it was a mix of people who were familiar with the master sword speed run, which is last input. When you press a on the master sword in the speed run, that is when the timer stops. Um, not when the sword comes out. 
So in rando, if people played that mode only in rando, a lot of people wait to dot done until a sword comes out because that is the Triforce item and it sends you to the Triforce room. So the screen starts to fade on the mosaic like transition. Mm -hmm. Uh, And for the longest time, most people would done on either or it depended on what you were familiar with. And I think a standardization was definitely in order as well as a clarification. So we decided uh, basically as a unanimous body that it would be better to do it on the mosaic. And the reason Mm -hmm. for that is that the end game timer also ceases to continue counting at the mosaic. So we also thought, what if there's other modes that come about uh, later on that would have the mosaic happen after X? But your last input was a different time. It gets really mm-hmm. convoluted. So our thought was if we if we just say it's the standardization of the mosaic on all modes, including pedestal, then that would kind of cover that in the future. That's that's the thought process. Um, plus, I'm sure there are going to be a lot of people who are very happy to have time to type dot done <laughs> or exclamation <laughs> yeah. done on ladder because yeah you know a lot of times it's like oh i pressed a where's the done button like you're just slapping stuff trying to make it work <laughs> um yeah and uh also the other thing would be like if you use an auto splitter uh like i do for your timer um mm-hmm. with rando like it starts when you hit a and then it stops on the triforce or like it the the split in in the json file is called ganon but it's basically when you go to the triforce room so uh, this will also stop when you go to the Triforce room rather than when you grab the Master Sword. So if you're in Mystery and your goal is PED, your timer is going to automatically stop if you're using that auto splitter uh, at the correct time. Gotcha. Yeah. What a perfect case for the racing council to take on, you know, <laughs> this like edge case of, you know, when where is the finish line? It has not been defined for this particular situation. And also it opens up situations where this could come up again if we don't set some sort of precedent. So yeah. I thought this was neat. I mean, it almost never will affect me. I can't remember the last time I played a ped seed um, or a pedestal gold mm-hmm. seed. Uh, but yeah, I just I, I saw that announcement and I was like, oh, I want to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Again, because of the analog pocket too, I think that's neat. Again, if, if uh, you know. Sorry, Spleeby, for for dropping your name, but I do appreciate (laughs) personally, I do appreciate him bringing it up. It was something that was mentioned a long time ago and it fell through the cracks and it never got picked back up. So the fact that someone actually, you know, hit the inquiry button and said, hey, have you guys ever thought about doing this? Like that was, you know, very, uh, very. uh, What's the word? Astute. Is that the word I'm looking for here? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was very good uh, for us to be able to decide that and also you know, just try and standardize it, I think, across the community. Definitely. Yeah. Good stuff. Door League. Oh, baby. So uh, we do have a champion from season three of Door League. Uh, as a reminder, we brought this to the listenership's attention a few episodes ago. Was brand new to me despite being in season three, but I am going to pass it over to Dante because you actually get a chance to check out the final game. Yeah. You said there was something kind of kind of neat about the way it went down. Yeah, just uh, you know, if you watched it, it was very interesting. Andy restreamed this on his channel. Uh, so the VOD will be there. I'm sure it'll be on his YouTube at some point. Um, but basically it was Aerie versus Telethar in the finals. And uh, they decided like they kind of got to pick from what I understood with the rules. They got to kind of pick which flags they wanted to use. 
And I basically said out of all the flags they could use, they did the kitchen sink. They threw everything at it. So it was the standard start. So you've got the rain sequence. You've got to do, you know, a door shuffled Hyrule Castle. Uh, and it also was pottery lottery. So all the pots had, you know, were shuffled. And then you also had the bomb bag. So you can't use bombs until you find a bomb bag or a bomb capacity upgrade to allow you to have 10 bombs to begin with. So they did. Yeah. They did all of it. That's something like I want to say a little over a thousand checks is what it is <laughs> uh, as far instead of the 216. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was super exciting. Basically, here's some spoilers if you skip ahead, if you don't want to know them. But uh, sorry, what was the win time on the that win time? Uh, like how many how long did it take to beat a seed with a thousand checks? So let's let's also say this. These things can vary uh, greatly um, in okay. finish time. So, uh, I'm using that time. Me, me, dis- me kind of disclaiming all that sure. is, uh, e- uh, nice to, uh, look this up. So Aerie ended up winning, uh, with an official time of two hours, six minutes and 32 seconds, which, okay. That's not bad. Not bad. Um, not too bad. some door seeds could take, you know, upwards of like four hours or three <clears throat> and a half for a finish time. Just depends on how bad, you know, how bad it actually is. Uh, you know, yeah, but uh, but yeah, it's it was really fun to watch and kind of the interesting thing that uh, you know just kind of following along with what was going on, listening to the commentators, uh, which were Andy and Plumerianite. Um, both runners were very close to entering go mode about the same time. I'm not sure mentally if Telethar knew he was in go mode, um, but we knew as the viewer that he was in go mode. Um, Aerie basically needed to to find Palace of Darkness and beat it, uh, and I think. Telethar needed like one specific item or like a key in a dungeon. And he was in that dungeon. It was a matter of time before he was going to get it. Uh, but then he had a few extra dungeons he had to do, which when Aerie finished pod, it was, that was his seventh. So he just needed to beat Ganon at that point. Um, and yeah, so GG's to him uh, was the one seed coming out of the, the asyncs, the six asyncs that they did. And uh, you know, it was a best of one series, like the entire top 16 brackets. Oh, wow. So you know, winning all all of those rounds as well. So huge GGs and GGs to Telethar, who uh, I believe knocked out Purdy Wong in the semifinals. And Purdy Wong mm. was in the finals the first two years. He won season one, lost to Andy in the finals of season two. And then, you know, Telethar knocking him out in semifinals again. Um, you know, Purdy Wong's a really strong runner. So Telethar really, uh, you know, coming up like we, we've heard that name a lot. Uh, yeah, but but Telthar's really been coming up in in pretty much every mode across the board. Super strong runner. Yeah, wow, absolutely, definitely uh, a big up and comer in the community. Telethar. Uh so yeah, GG shout outs to Ari and Telethar, and uh, I will put a link to since Andy restreamed it. I assume I could probably find yeah. a link to that finals mm-hmm. game. So we'll we'll throw that in the description. Very cool. Maybe I'll be able to catch one of these uh, in season four. It sounds I like I should maybe watch more Andy. After rolling doors in the Mystery Pog Champ tournament, uh, that's kind of been like a side thing, uh, I decided I should probably learn how to do this. Um, so I've been playing some door seeds myself in my off time. Like I haven't been streaming them yet because most of them I haven't finished. Uh, or I rolled them wrong and it didn't have all the right settings, but I still played them mm. anyway. Um, yeah. A lot of it like, happens. it's a lot of uh, gotchas that you have to get through. Um, like for instance, in one of mine, like just to you know talk about doors a bit, you know, we had Aaron yeah. on what over a year ago at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was one of those deals where I needed to get to Skullwoods 
to pop out in the mire area. But to get to a specific Skullwoods room, I had to drop down a specific Skullwoods hole in Skullwoods and mm. then find my way out. And I was having the hardest time piecing it together, even though I knew that the drop downs were like va- not vanilla, but they're like, different. Yeah. yeah. Well, also that like, you never use them in rando. R- well, you do in cross keys, but they're, they're very okay. similar to how they are in cross keys. So like you drop down one, they're randomized, but it's always going to drop you into a Skullwoods room. So then gotcha. after that, you can go somewhere. So I was like, I thought about it for a while and I was like, where is a Skullwoods room? I haven't been to. And then I was like, well, let's drop down and see if we find one. And I finally pieced that together after three and a half hours. Uh, but that was, yeah. that was the first one I did. So it took me, it took me a little bit of like, just kind of getting my bearing straight, but I've done a multi world with it with some folks. Now it's, I, I think it's fun mode. It's very turn your brain onto the max setting, but at the same time, like if you don't take it too serious and you just try to play well and um, it, it tests in my opinion, the rando instinct of people mm. because a lot of rooms mm. that you're used to doing, like, for instance, like Eastern Palace, you know, we do the, the double Igor room. We go up the stairs and then in doors, the, the rooms are usually connected of like the four pots into that three Igor with the switch and then the cannonballs. Like those are usually yeah. all connected as a super tile, but huh. you may have to go backwards and going backwards is totally different than going forwards <laughs> in how you play, um, yeah. especially the four pot room with the two anti fairies. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's actually funny today. I saw Ari doing that room backwards multiple times and getting hit. And he's like, why can't I do this room without getting hit? Because we're just so <laughs> yeah. used to going the normal way. But yeah, oh, I, yeah. I, if you haven't played doors, I will highly suggest doing it in either a race with some friends or um, just for fun, like offline. You know, it, it mm-hmm. it's very intriguing. I would also recommend the, I think it was 2021 festive had the 25 days of rando. Mm -hmm. It's come up a few times recently and it, it was a really great, in my opinion, introduction to door randomizer because it would just force you to stay in one dungeon each day. It was like two pre scrambled randomized seeds and there was, you know, 12 dungeons one day or there's 12, 12 dungeons all randomized from the same seed and then another 12 randomized from the same seed. So that put together and then there was like an extra one at the end. So it was 25, right. but yeah, all, a lot of the stuff you're talking about, I, I kind of remember dealing with all of those back when I played through all of those days. Another one that really got me was in Meyer when you're in the torch rooms, mm-hmm. when you're lighting the torches, you can drop down those yeah. and that's a, a, a new entrance. I uh, would also suggest to people that if you do play doors, make sure you play cross doors where the dungeons can Mm kind of cross over with each other because basic doors sounds easy. It is actually one of the most infuriating and complicated things because it's so, it's so close to being familiar to you that (sighs) it like breaks your brain uh, trying to remember where you're supposed to go inside the dungeon. So basically having these, like this is what I told someone uh, doors feels to me, cross doors feels to me like I'm playing a baby ROM hack. And by a baby ROM hack, I mean where I feel like I have to explore it. Like I'm playing the game for the first time with a little bit of familiarity, but it's mm-hmm. also a puzzle that's not completely big brain, like, you know, Gerudo Exile or some of these other ROM hacks that we've seen for a link to the past, where it's kind of like, I did not think of this super obscure tech to do this right. one puzzle. Um, yeah. So it, it's kind of like a mini ROM hack, but with a little bit of randomizer on the side too. So yeah, it's yeah. fun. Super fun. Yeah. But, uh, 
tough to like race when you've never played one before. Probably better to like dig mm-hmm. in in a more casual way and then work your way up to that. As long like, as you're not taking the race super serious, I think. Sure, and, that too. And even the people who race doors, I think, I, I don't think they take it super serious. You know, like just because you know that one wrong turn is going to be so much more costly than, say, even a cross keys or open, uh, mm-hmm. you know, so it's 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 interesting like that. Yeah, it's fun stuff. And uh, the last thing that we have here is spoiler pilot finals have been set. Uh, the semifinals were finished yesterday. I don't think these have been scheduled as of the recording of this podcast. If they are scheduled at some point between now and when this episode releases, we'll try to put them in the episode description so you can check it out. Otherwise, you're just going to have to kind of check out that Discord, which we'll also put in the description. But the final two teams that we have in Spoiler Pilot Finals, we have Gamachu and Moogle Charm on OK Dudes Gone Wild versus Relkin and Nep, which is the team It's Dangerous to Go Alone, Take Nep. So we are at the finals of that one. Is this something that you've been able to kind of watch as it's gone along? Have you checked out a few of these races? Yeah, I've been watching some of it. Um, yeah. I'll say that the thing of note here, this is the defending champions are Gamma and Moogle, that exact team. Maybe under, I think they're under a completely different name, but, you know, team names or whatever. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's the same two players. Uh, Relkin was the runner up as far as the runner goes last year, but he had one up as his uh, partner, one up 40. Uh, a runner I haven't seen around much lately. Oh, yeah. So uh, yeah. bringing in Nep. And so we've in, in a way we've got a rematch of finals from the, the first spoiler pilot tournament. Uh, my takeaway from this is there's four really great, you know, four great runners two two runners. That, since it's only one runner playing uh, and two great pilots. So mm-hmm. um, barring any major like routing or execution errors from anyone. I think these are going to be like two or three. If it goes to the full three game series, uh, nail biting races that are going to be really entertaining to watch on some low percent and seeing how well these two, uh, can, can play it while being navigated by their pilots. So definitely something I would say don't miss because I think it's going to be very exciting. Awesome. Yeah, I'll do my best to provide you with some links to make it easy for you to check out this last game. But even if I'm not able to provide that info, um, just try to find it. Get into the Discord, which I'll link, and you can uh, you can try to yeah, most, find out when those are going to be. Most yeah. likely, they're going to be they're going to get a restream, I would assume. Uh, but yeah. ZSR has been streaming these on their channels uh, as far as the playoffs or the brackets go. So, uh, you know, just if you haven't followed ZSR, do that and, you know, ring that bell to get that Twitch notification on your phone of when they go live. (laughs) There you go. Sweet. All right. Let's ring the GMP community updates bell. So the Glitch Mentor Tournament is very, very close to being finished. We do have our top three in the top bracket. Uh, So congratulations. Huge GG's to Gamachu, our winner. Second place, we had my league teammate, Dr. Earworm, take it second. And then uh, they did play a bronze race, and Rob J. Beasley was the winner there. Nice. I think Muffins was fourth place there. So, yeah, huge shout-outs to all three of them. And then in our secondary bracket, as of the recording of this episode, uh, it is tied one-to-one between Plasma Stake Plasma Snake and PH112358. And Plasma Snake took game two by five seconds. So that was a real nail baiter. That's close. Yeah. 
Yeah, right. Uh, and then so far tied for third, we have Gilgamesh and Simple Clips. Haven't seen if they've scheduled anything to break that and get a bronze uh, decided, but um, that doesn't always happen. So not not sure. But either way, that's, those two were in the mix there. Uh, so yeah, overall, I think successful tournament. It seemed, you know, we didn't get a ton of restreams, but I definitely don't think that is an indicator of tournament success. What I do take is that it seemed like everyone was having a really fun time. We did have a few drops, but they were generally pretty early. I'd mentioned a few episodes ago that Malmo kind of did an interest check from everyone going from the end of Swiss to brackets and response was very positive from people like, yes, mm-hmm. let's do this. We want to keep going in the bracket. So yeah. it seemed like everyone was really excited to play this thing out. And uh, my hope is that we got a lot of people more comfortable with glitched modes so that, you know, when pickup races and leagues and tournaments for these kinds of races get put together, we give more people participating. I think that's a good thing overall for all oh, of yeah, us. For so, sure. I think, I think yeah. glitches, uh, this is what I'll say about, you know, my experience with the, the first mentor tournament. Uh, it was, it was very, you know, knowledgeable. Like I learned a lot of things that I thought mm-hmm. I knew, but I did not know how to execute. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I think that's continued here even more so with the addition of the hybrid major glitches, because that's, you know, you know, four extra clips as Malmo likes to say. Um, mm-hmm. so once you learn those four clips, then you can do that too, as long as you kind of take some logic into account. Uh, but you know, that being said, it, it, the, the modes are one of those deals to me where if you don't use it, you lose it. And I thought about playing like an overall glitch the other day and I was like, geez, I don't remember how to do some of these. Mm, um, like, I mean, yeah. they're kind of the same, but like doing them well, properly, so on and so forth. Um, so everyone who's been in it, my, my, my advice would be if this is something you found fun, make some time to do a few of these, stay fresh on them. Uh, and, you know, I'm sure there's always uh, a group of some folks that would like to race glitched modes, uh, you know. And so don't feel like you maybe have to do it alone. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, another huge shout out to all of the uh, winners that we mentioned. Of course, everyone who was in the tournament. Malmo, I mentioned as kind of the main organizer. Uh, Krithil, Krellbell, Orange and Adelor also help with moderation. Uh, so and, and Amerith as well. So huge shout outs to all of them as well for making this tournament a reality. And of course, we'll have our standard mentor tournament coming up this summer. Uh, probably about time to start getting together for some preliminary meetings for that, which seems crazy. But uh, yeah, we will be hosting that again. And then we'll be announcing more about that probably in the next like, I don't know, two, three months, something like that. Oh, baby. Stay tuned. So this uh, shouldn't take too long. We just have the biweekly seed. We had that casual boots last time. uh, And this time we already are Decided we're going to go on a Ganon hunt. So it's 40 out of 50 required. And then you go track down Ganon. Uh, do you have to go up Ganon's tower? I did not get the impression that you do, but I'm not sure about that. The Triforce has been shattered into 50 pieces scattered throughout Hyrule. You must first collect 40 of the 50 pieces and only then Ganon will be vulnerable. Like fast Ganon, the hole leading to Ganon has been made permanently accessible. Okay. This goal is not available if entrances are randomized. So it will not be an entrance rando. It will be a normal rando. Uh, But keep in mind, some of your Triforce pieces can be in Ganon's Tower, and it will be Mm. seven crystals. It's not going to be a mystery. It will be seven crystals to open Ganon's Tower. So I guess choose wisely if you want to kill your (laughs) bosses or not. Yeah, I, I can't see myself getting access to Ganon's Tower just to look for some Triforce pieces, but I think it's important to note that you might have to, or that might be the best mm-hmm. thing to do. 
So let's all hope that that doesn't happen. Uh, but we will generate that seed and make it available. And uh, yeah, enjoy. Okay, let's wrap it up. All right, go mode podcast at gmail.com. The Gmail. Is where you can email us the Gmail. Uh, I don't think anyone's really taken advantage of that, honestly, except for the test one that you sent a little while ago. So send in your questions. We, uh, we're, we love, you know, just talking about weird, uh, like ephemeral concepts related to rando. That's kind of like where we're at these days. So if you have what you think is like a trippy question, then send it in. We'd love to, you know, mull over it. Um, also I haven't done this in a very long time, but it's time for me to get down on my knees and beg for some reviews. We've been sitting at 61 since October of last year of something. And I'm like, what is, what are we being forgiven for? But, um, we're begging, not for- it's begging. Okay. Yeah, I, it's it's an easy, uh, you know, they are very similar in a lot of ways. But uh, rather than begging for your forgiveness, I'm going to beg for your reviews. Uh, if you enjoy this show and especially if you've been listening for a while and you haven't left us a review, if you could do that, we would super appreciate it. We love seeing those when they show up. And um, I think it's like good. I think it's like good for the show or something. I don't know. I've never been fully clear on that. What's really important to me is it, it just tells people that, you know, there's still people out there that are listening to the show, digging it, um, you know, and we have uh, the people that also like, you know, will chat in our discord after episodes. We love that as well. So like really just asking for your feedback, you know, are you into the show or, you know, what did this make you think of? Is there something that you wanted to share with us? Questions discord are both, uh, very much appreciated as our reviews. So I will, uh, wrap all of that up here and let's go ahead and do some shout outs. Do you have something you'd like to shout out this week, Dante? Um, I'd like to shout out that, uh, we've got 23 reviews on Spotify and we're at a 5.0 rating. So nice. Um, I hadn't looked at that in a minute. Yeah. I'm going to change our rating to a 0.1. Uh, but no, I'm not. Uh, so yeah, if you listen on Spotify, like you can rate there, you don't have to type up something. You don't have to have an Apple account. I know that's not what Tim was asking for, but anyway, there you go. Um, yeah, no, you're, you're right. It's not. So I was mostly talking about Apple podcasts. Uh, cause that's the one that I think is probably the most prominent, but by all means, if you have a different podcatcher and it has its own reviews platform, then leave it, leave it wherever you, you get it, leave you know? it where it may be, leave uh, it where, you, where it is. Um, um but as yeah. far as shout outs, uh, I, I would like to tease that we may have additional content, um, on our off week, uh, barring anything getting in the way of that. There you go. That's, that's the teaser. Uh, so be, nice. on, be on the lookout. That's the shout out. Uh, it's going to be, I, I think, a really good time. Um, that's yeah, that that's my shout out. I don't really have a whole lot besides. Oh, I guess I do have to talk about this. Uh, I uh, there's a video of me on the Internet from <laughs> Tim's laughing because he knows from 12 years ago of me like very cringily eating two double downs from KFC and reviewing them. I had a grilled one and a fried one way back. Um, I was a very different Dante then. <laughs> and uh, I I did it as a, a joke for some, some IRL and like some dance game friends. And when the, when KFC recently announced here in the States that the double down was coming back for a limited time, I got over it was like five plus DMS from different circles that (laughs) you have to make this video again. 
And I was like, oh, my God, I don't know if I can do this. So the thought was, I'll do it, but I'm not doing it for free because that's a lot of calories. So I made a sub goal on Twitch with the intent of I'm going to go ahead and film it just in case the sub goal takes a while. But the sub goal got met in one day because people wanted it that bad. (laughs) So uh, there's you should see the old video before you see the new one. I'll just link the new one because it's uh, I'll give temp that it's got the uh, it's in the description. It has a link to the old video. Um, There you go. That's it. Uh, It's it's not (laughs) unless you see the old one and appreciate how awkward it is. You're not going to really appreciate the new one. Um, but how long is the old video old videos? Like it's like right under five minutes. And I think unintentionally zero script, by the way, when I recorded the new one, uh, it was right at five minutes or something. So, uh, they were very (laughs) close in length. Um, I will say that, and I say this in the video, dude, the double down now is so much bigger than it was way back Mm. when it was this tiny little sandwich. Like it was yeah. two tiny chicken patties. Now it's these gargantuan ones. I pulled the first one out and I'm like, what am I supposed to do with these? Like, <laughs> uh, it also explained why the price went up on them. And I thought it was just inflation, but it was also inflation, that too. Of course. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, I, I don't know if I can recommend the sandwich for your health, uh, but uh, I definitely can't recommend two <laughs> of them. But if you want to be a part of the madness, then feel free to watch the video that Tim can Put in the description. There you go. And, and he definitely will. You, you had sent a screenshot of that video. I thought it was just a picture you were recreating. I did not realize oh, no. there's a whole video. There's a whole video. So I'm excited video. to watch that. Uh, <laughs> okay. There, like, I'll, I'll link you both of them. There's the okay. old one and the yes. new one. You can watch them in your free time. There, there was some really bad audio editing, I'll say, in the first one because I didn't record it like with a microphone or anything. It was just a camera yeah. sitting in my living yeah. room. Uh, so I was like, let's recreate that same really bad. Uh, like it, it is almost a one to one recreation just 12 yeah. years in the future. Yeah. No, I mean, in the screenshot, like it's you're positioned in the exact same way. You've got the same food. You're clearly in the same room. Like I have the same yeah, it's, same color shirt yeah. on. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. it was. <laughs> yeah, there, good yeah it's, it's good. I'm excited to watch that. And uh, we'll put the links in the description so everyone everyone can watch it. Um I am just going to keep it real simple this time. I mentioned I've been playing a lot of the Nintendo 64 on the Switch Virtual Console, whatever that thing's called. Uh, And I have been playing a ton of Mario Golf. That game has aged like a fine wine and Mm. it is delicious. Uh, It's kind of become my like background game that I play when I'm like watching TV or something like that. Uh, So, yeah, great game. Highly recommend if you used to enjoy it and haven't played it in a while. Check it out again. I think you'll find that it's just as fun as it was when when you first played it. So that's my shout out. And with that, we are all finished. Uh, again, we'll be coming back next fortnight <laughs> with another episode. Fortnite. Are we flossing? Uh, not about Fortnite. Yeah, oh, okay. we might, there might be some flossing. I might I might stand up and do a little flossing. Um, just we'll see how the mood takes me. But. Uh, Perf will be back for that one, so we'll we'll get the whole crew together. Yeah. Looking forward to talking to you again in a couple weeks. Let's go ahead and mirror out.